I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Wise Men Say podcast, a day early for you when we have the Man United game to talk about and we have the whole game to talk about. And it's a good job too because Craig Clark, who's joined us, said he doesn't know what to say about the Man United game, so trying to drag something out for 45 minutes might have been a bit problematic. Well, it was a bit of a routine sort of game, wasn't it? Do you it? want to get your 30 seconds yeah. out, out of the way now then? We're, we're lost. And we're then we're we expected to lose. 20 minutes. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to enjoy, Had a couple of beers. <laughs> trying to enjoy black tea, which isn't, isn't going very well at the moment. There's nothing wrong with black tea. Very Leaves are like a film in and around <laughs> the mouth, like in your teeth and like on your. Ugh. Unfortunately, no tea pigs were available. Mm. Other teas are available, but get tea pigs. Tea pigs. Mm, posh tea. Nice tea. You think you're better than everyone else, don't you? Because you drink better tea. No, I, I enjoyed one during the first half though, yesterday. <laughs> I think we need to move this conversation you know, well, quickly. You could, have been in, you could have been in Old Trafford. You could have, I could have been with that kind of drink. Yeah. Was talking about. I was the prawn sandwich yeah, the tea, tea brigade. The tea pig brigade. Yeah, the tea brigade. Say when we get Craig on, it's normally the end of the show before we go on off some sort of hippie yeah, bit. To, hippie yeah. tangent of some sort. Tea, but only tea. I don't think tea pigs yeah. are hippie well, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it depends, doesn't it? Delicious though. Cleverly marketed niche product. Yeah, which is quite, bought into, well, so. quite a lot of that is essentially the modern hippie, is it not? Mm. You know, Holland and Barrett. Let's move on. Can he strike pair then? Well, Holland and Barrett. Earl Barrett. Oh Defender, wasn't he? I don't know, can't remember. Bringing it back to football, that's what no, we're here I, for. Well, you yeah. Carry on if you Matt like, Holland I'm just going to take a back seat here. Holland and Earl Barrett. Can't think of anything else to say. Did they both play for Villa or maybe? I don't know. Should we start this whole. Yeah, we've already already, already, just already, let me know when you want to continue. Yeah, I'm, we've I'm, already, I'm quite happy. We already fall, had one false start. I think we've. Yeah. <laughs> it's too early. It's a Sunday morning, isn't it? We didn't. Mm. Well, that's why there's only three of us in the studio. Just myself, Gareth, and Craig here. The, the hardcore because we we kind of tried to get other people on, but only half-heartedly, didn't we? Because yeah. we knew the people weren't gonna well, get up be on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, yeah. It was a struggle. Well, th- well thanks for travelling all the way, here, Craig. Anyway. It's not that far. Appreciate it. Well, it took an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. Nah, it's not that bad, really. Ten minutes in the car for me, so yeah. all right. Don't bad. you rub it in? Showing off. Yeah. Having a car, me. I know. <laughs> oh, really showing off. Yeah, yeah. buses yeah. and yeah. walking yeah. through a walk through <clears> Southwick, you know. And it is in the 1930s. Yeah, Stephen's car that leaks windscreen washing fluid when you sit in it. It doesn't now because it's been fixed. It's been fixed. I did that intentionally because I knew you were sitting there. It was yeah, a booby yeah. trap. Yeah, yeah. So this this pretty much sums up my thoughts on the Man United game. So if you well, want to talk about Hull now, where? Uh... Well, we'll hear, hear from Gus on it first. Um, he didn't really want to talk about the red card, so I've just put a bit. What in. Nick Barnes made him. Yeah, well, yeah. So we've just put a bit in where he isn't talking about that, though we probably will afterwards. I, I think I think that's the that's a moment of the game, and everybody would talk. But I I, I had to analyze the game before that and. Uh, we started as we planned, we were very aggressive, we broke with danger, we had a couple of great opportunities to go and make the difference. When you have that chance in Old Trafford, you need to take them. Then uh, we defended the way that we do, we made it very, very difficult for them, they couldn't find a way, people were getting frustrated. So halftime came to a good time, I think, for us, we tried to reorganise and we needed to be better on the ball the second half and we were not. So uh, we get the ball away cheaply, we had to defend a lot. So we were ready to change when the penalty happened, which is uh, it's a shame, really, because there is moments in the game that things happen for one reason or another. And maybe before the penalty, if we change, things will change the other way. So, uh, yeah, disappointed with the first 20 minutes of the second half. Has that inspired you, Craig, in a, in a burst now with some analysis of the game? Just sums it up, doesn't it? Did all right. That was about it. I mean, the, the thing I most en- most enjoyed about the game, I suppose, the early period when we we did that high pressing and, and got at them on the break. 
Um, and they looked very nervy, didn't they? When we they did didn't. That. In my before the game, I was thinking, you know, Wickham's a man who you really want to him to be on his game and to get him in it because he's going to terrify some of those centre backs if he's powerfully running at them. And there was that one moment, wasn't the way he had that shot? Well, we were saying, respectively, on the replay, me and my mates were watching if he sort of come onto his left foot, gives the defender something to think about. He's running into Defoe's space. Mm. He keeps cutting across. So they're closing the gap and the defender hasn't got anything to think about. He could have released it earlier. Well, there was the straight two away. options. If you go left, you make the defender make a decision, like onto his left foot. Or you hit, you, you play the ball early. In the end, it wasn't a bad effort. No, well, I was going to say... But you, I'll, just I'll, think, you just think, though, well, if he feeds a ball into Defoe there, Defoe's one touch into the box, and he's got time to get a clean strike away. And, like, Wickham... Hmm. He closed the he closed his he angle down, and I like he, I mean, you were saying it was a decent save. And well, it I was, was good, well, yeah, because I think was, I think ultimately, look, we we know that he should have played Wickham in first, ideally. Well, if he saw him Wickham, early, he could have Wickham didn't in. want to play himself. Uh, so, sorry, pull it to Defoe earlier. <laughs> sorry, but um, ultimately, I said to Gareth at the time, in the same way, in one in, in one hand, I'm I'm encouraged that Wickham. Took a took you know was proactive mm. and took the responsibility and got a decent shot away because a lot of keepers wouldn't have saved that because it was mm. close to De Gea's body. Mm. Now Pantillimon, for example, wouldn't have got down and saved that. So price is so low. Yeah, price is so low. <laughs> even Pantillimon <laughs> would have got, got down, down and saved that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, it can't be that low. You wouldn't get down. Remember. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're doing some into the light uh, banter yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I can't. I can't handle it. But <laughs> no, um, I, I thought that was a positive sign in the sense that. At least he did what he did. Yeah, you want him to be powerful. Doing that, don't he's you? getting at them. They look scared. From that position as well, he's going to have to run with yeah. the ball more. The thing is, it was like the decision making. It was like it, some again. sort of like Wigan. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I'm sort of weird. Microcosm of him as a player. It was just, <laughs> he kind of did something quite good, but at the same time, it was as a result of his terrible decision making. Yeah. It's like yeah. he just passed it. Pass it first. I, I mean, we were, like we were watching and straight away. He might argue like, that he always in, he always in. intended to run with the ball and, and get a shot away. Though that was still the wrong decision. Well, yeah, he might argue. Uh, it was, it, was yeah. a couple of other moments. If he scores, like, ones, he, yeah. if he scores, yeah. he can go well. Yeah, but he didn't, did he? So I know. But then, so, nah, 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 then nah. he could have played Defoe in, and he might not have scored. He might not. And then he might have been thinking, "Why the, didn't I take it on?" That was definitely. But he admitted. was in a better position. No, but anyway, anyway, he could have chipped it up and basically kicked it from. Well, he could yards. have done any number of things that. I don't know why he didn't. <laughs> but. Would have been more that exciting. was the brightest moment, wasn't it? Well, there was a couple of others. Defoe had that sort of chip, mm. and he had another effort. And then Johnson had that moment where he got the ball on the edge of the box and he couldn't get a shot away. Yeah. But then I thought Johnson should have released, pull the trigger a bit sooner. But obviously, it, it depends which way you're looking at. Mm. When you're looking at it on, like as I was, they're on, not going to let you just have the space. Well, of course they're not. But if he hits it and it goes straight into someone's legs, you, you're just as frustrated. So I, you can see he's trying to work the space, and obviously just got more and more closed down. The problem was after that. Those three players were pretty isolated after those three sort of four opportunities. Man never, never involved. Man United pushed us back. Yeah, I mean they've got so many good players. Oh god, I and it, you know, to be fair to Wigan, I thought he was excellent in the first half. Yeah, um, he was. He was he from was. that uh, like defending from that wide position. I thought he did really well. And there comes times in games where you've got to defend. I know, like a lot of people get frustrated and because again, because we haven't got a positive result. It's all about the fact that all oh, negative and all this kind of thing. You can't just go, oh well, we, you know, we're just going to go and win. Like it's not as easy. You've got to like compete in games and like earn the right to win. They were staying in the game. Yeah. And what it was funny because I said to Stephen, we saw Fellaini coming on, and I said, mm. um, don't concede before the substitution because this yeah. is our chance to get into it because. When Fellaini's coming on, you know he's going to change, so he's going to start going direct mm. because what they're doing hasn't worked. So he's going to start knocking it long, and I thought that's our best chance because they'll give more second balls and they'll give us an opportunity to break on them. Well, but of well, course, Brown had actually stood up to the physical battle well. He was a, he was immense against Falcao. Mm. I mean, he bossed yeah. Falcao. And so you think first half the amount of times we've been bossed by Fellaini when he was in an yeah. Everton shirt, you thought maybe he's Brown, you know. He, he would Brown be the one the best, who would do... Our best player before he got sent off. Yeah, well, and obviously incorrectly sent off at mm. that. Um, the centre-backs, were f the whole defence was fine, really. Revy, yeah, um, I think it's still his quality. Like, yeah, I he's a good he's player. He's really he? good. I thought um, Van Arnhold, I mean, yeah, that Wickham chance we're talking about there, you know, that was because he was proactive. He got to hold the ball, he ran. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it, that created space, and he made the right decision to 
to give it yeah. to Wickham. I was going to say the concentra- concentration level's high again, then, wasn't it? Yeah. It had to be at Old Trafford, yeah. I guess. But you want them, to, we'll talk about how later you want them to sustain that, though. That's basically well, the issue, that's isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, it was nice to see Catamull not get booked as well. Yeah. We, we, we discussed that. What, he was very close well, to the yellow card. Well, the ref pocket, and I think we yeah. were saying afterwards, um, yeah, somebody said somebody said he, mm. he was actually just going in his pocket for the spray, because I actually thought mm. he'd been yeah, booked we, for a few we, minutes. We were talking about it, and I was going, oh, that's him out for the next two games, mm. and you were like, and then I looked on Twitter, and it was yeah. like, oh, he hasn't been booked. So. Yeah, that was a relief, to be honest. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that was, was probably the, the brightest spot, wasn't it, in, in many respects? Well, like. I mean, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think I think um, the, the players played well in the game. Like, I know it's frustrating that we didn't score again, um, but you can't say that we didn't have the chances in the first half. The chances dried up in the second because we're under pressure. And then and the we got ten after that, weren't we? Thought. But the game changes, and you've got to react. And they did. They, they defended properly. Um, I mean, I think they were probably. I mean, it's a ridiculous touch from Falcao. I mean, the cross oh, was God, average, I... really. But he's managed to, yeah. you know, the only good thing he did in the game. Mm. And shows how fickle those Man United fans are, by the way, because they were twisting about him. Mm. And then he does one good thing, wins that penalty, and everyone was booing when he got substituted. Yeah. I mean, they, we we talk mm. about Sunderland fans getting frustrated. Different I mean, levels of 20, expectation. After twenty minutes, they were booing when they were passing the ball backwards. Different levels of expectation. I, I was saying to Steve before we came on. People talk about like you know this sort of sort of I don't know what association with Man United. Obviously, we've got a lot of ex-players. I remember obviously them beating Newcastle at the <coughs> title. Obviously, a lot of people had time for Man United for that reason. We sort of all kind of laughed at Newcastle together or whatever. <laughs> But in some ways, their their style of football was like a much better version of us. Like you know, when it was good under Reid, it was that intensity pushing forward. And United always had wingers, didn't they? You know, and, and they sort of moving away from that. And I don't think their fans are wholly well. A lot of them don't seem to like it. They they, they want to play the way they've always mm. played. This continental approach at Van Hall, sort of the slower passing. They're not interested in in. Mm. It just shows you that for every Swansea, if you like, or Southampton or whatever club like that who because they've been they've been so far down, it it's fine. We've built up to this through yeah. lower divisions. When you're Man United and you're used to playing a certain way and that way wins your leagues, wins your champions leagues, and then you lose that and then you come back with a new manager who's obviously a respected bloke, but he's got a totally different way of playing. It's gonna mm. like it's gonna take a while, their fans are gonna have to realise as well. In the way I suppose we are, that's probably never going to happen again. That type of football at the top level, Ferguson was possibly the last proponent of it. It's an odd one. Maybe Simeone, who can play the better teams playing like. (laughs) Well, apparently (laughs) Fergie got in touch with them, remember, and told them you're the future. That's what he said anyway. Just banter that though, wasn't it? I think Fergie bantered Liverpool into spending ten million on Charlie Adam, didn't he? So clever bloke, you know. I mean, he but, was. I mean, Aguero was of that window. Many people signing of the of the window, but Charlie Adam was definitely there. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh, I. That's a reference to a, a tweet, but done by a, a journalist. Who was at the game yesterday? Who was at the game yesterday? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know that's a bit of a digression into Man United. Uh, yeah. Well, but I want to um, mention because you, you mentioned a positive there. Um, I don't don't like to talk about controversial decisions and stuff. But mm. We'll mention the red card though. Um, we've been seeing with you some luck. Now, I would rather it come in the, in the form of a dodgy penalty go away or something, mm. but a little bit of a silver line in that we might get out of this without any suspensions in that the referee had, uh, stuck by his decision to send Brown off. Mm. He saw, he said he saw the O'Shea tackle, he thought it was Brown who fouled him, meaning that if we appeal that red card and the FA think it wasn't a red card, they can't then turn that on to O'Shea because the referee has made his decision, so... That's one well, positive. Well, even if Brown was suspended, yeah. You would take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't going to play probably two games off the spin. But now we can still um, appeal the Brown one. And if and, and then if, if so, they yeah. could both play. Yeah. Because he's missed half an hour or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and that might actually give him enough time. And in many respects, you'd, you'd sort of quite like to see Brown and O'Shea against all because of the type, the type of football Bruce mm-hmm. will play against us. It's worked four times in a row now. They get at us, and they, they'll dive about a bit. And it'll frustrate people like Catamore. And in some ways, you want your experienced heads in there. Like Brown will take any physical battle that's going to be thrown his way. As shown, as you mentioned, like Falcao, he sort of really manfully held dealt with him. Um, obviously O'Shea as well. 
I think he's had an excellent season overall. I saw a few people having a dig in him yesterday, saying I can't wait for both of them to go. They're both past it. And I was thinking, to to me, it's between Larson and O'Shea for player of the yeah. season, and there's not much between them. Arguably, it's Catamol simply because when he's in the team, we're infinitely better. And, and in a sense, even though he's not playing a lot of games compared to the other two, his the difference he makes almost makes him player of the season. But in terms of consistency of performance, I think O'Shea's been brilliant and. Again, you want a player like him <laughs> lining up against Hull. Like, he's less likely to get sucked into silly silly battles, I think. I think yesterday I thought Larson was very good again. Um, like you say, him and O'Shea being excellent. And I think the frustrating thing really is, yes, we didn't create many chances in the second half. And that's going to happen sometimes. Still missing that link from defence. But they, you know, in the first mm. half, I mean, the ch- those three chances that they created on the edge of the box, I mean, they've hit the target once, haven't they? No, well, twice, sorry, because Defoe had an effort which he kind of scuffed, yeah. which he should have done better with, really. The Wigan one, and then the one that, the hardest one, which Defoe's tried to curl it in the top corner. You, you should really, I would say, you should really be scoring one of them, one of those three, stri- one of those three situations you should turn into a goal, mm. and that's the problem at the moment. With Chances that I wouldn't say chances are at a premium in some games. Yes, we've been a bit toothless, but you look back and see the chances that we've missed in games when we've when we've created five or six and maybe we've we've had like one or two gilt edge ones and we just don't score the the easy chances either. No. For the psychological aspect of it as well, because if if you go goal up, you know that does the opposition as well. For a, for I Hull, changes Hull, for example, yeah. if you keep missing those chances and then you go and concede. Everybody's going to be deflated, aren't they? Well, Hull's a funny one because, in in many ways, you certainly in the home game, you thought Bruce is like you know they like to come out for twenty minutes and they usually huff and puff and run out of ideas and energy and then the, the you know that's Bruce's teams in a nutshell. Obviously, he's going to win some games, but we actually took an early lead against them. We started like taking the Mickey almost, but then we still got sucked into that yeah. like them winning fouls. And they were really keeping the ball very high up the pitch. And we can't... Usually you'd think that'll give us space to get in behind, but we just couldn't take it off them. We're not talking about players like Man United have got like Daly Blind and Herrera who can hold the ball. You're talking about David Myler. You're talking about... Like, they didn't even have Huddleston and Livermore playing. And you think we've got to stand up to that much better. Poyet's got to find a way to stop his players getting sucked into that because... Man United, you can you can forgive it. I mean, I saw people complaining about the substitutions and stuff, and you think, without a ten men at Old Trafford, yeah, we're a goal down. I'm not I'm not sure what people expect. People no. think, saying the one Gomez taking off, and you think we well, actually I, played okay, yeah, but, was fine but what's taking him off going to really do? And who are you going to bring on from? You're going to leave a central midfield too. Yeah, no, we're getting bossed. Ridiculous. I think I the first half they had about seventy percent of the ball. You, you know, you, it's just unrealistic to think like that yeah. against Hull if you go one nil down. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Reshape the team. I was surprised when I heard people were, were mourning about the game. You said at the, at the top of the show, you know, what, what would you expect, really, from a game like this? We're going to get on the hull specifically. Just finally on Man U, does it, does it make you smirk a little bit that Man United spent so much on a player in De Maria <laughs> to say how awful he was? He was comical at times. I actually don't it? think he was that bad. Oh, I, don't I, don't think he was, I don't think he was, he was that was bad, bad on the ball. Thought, no, he was all right when he drove with the ball, but when he was driving the with the ball. Yeah. And then when he had, a, he had to make a pass or a through ball, not one came I, off. Well, I think I was listening... Um, <clears throat> so it might have been into the light, or it might have been uh, football ramble, something where talking about De Maria and Ozil. I think it was... Would have been the football ramble. <laughs> no, because I, I thought you might have been talking about <laughs> yeah. Di Maria in the build-up. Right, okay. But obviously fine. then I realised it was Ozil. Okay. Those players are playing in La Liga for a team miles, of, like apart from Barcelona, obviously at Let It Go. Streets ahead, you're going to win games 6-7-0. You're going to score tonnes of goals. Stuff like that's not as noticeable. When you're playing for Man United, who are in transition, mm. it's a lot more noticeable, especially Man United have always been quite good with the ball. I also think he's a player that they've signed to, kind of, what do you do with him? Like what, they don't, they've got a lot of players, yeah, and you're lost, completely lost. Like, it's not I mean, entirely his play, fault, is it? He wants it? to play three-five-two. They're just relying on individual they, talent, aren't they? So you, when yeah. you, if you want to play three-five-two, and you've got um, Ashley Young at wing back and Valencia at wing back, where does Di Maria fit into that? I mean, I know he's played in a three in a midfield three for Argentina. He's done it for Real Madrid. I don't want to get into analysing Man United, mm-hmm. but I, I really like Di Maria. 
and I, 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 I just thought yesterday no, it was very erratic and it was quite funny to watch. Uh, uh, it was so, some moments where mm. it was quite amusing but a lot of it was down to just how disjointed mm. they were and yet you could say that and say well well, should we take in that chance, you know? The, the, but the hard... It's they only the lost two in season, the last 20 years, yeah, not they? Yeah, it's been the story there. That's why They're still are... winning, though. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's amazing that you can have a player who's underperforming like that, who costs that much money. You bring Yanis on, who's... You know, can you remember when was fight... He was excellent. In but he yeah. seems to only have been excellent against us. Yeah. Everyone was fighting over whose national well, team he's going to play uh, for. He's disappeared for 12 months. He wouldn't be the first to take that sort of... No, God, no, no. Let's be crap against everybody apart from Sunderland. Of course, but it... It's, they've got that wealth of talent. You know, like, they can turn the bench for Laney, 30-odd million quid or whatever he cost. And whether you laugh at him or not, he's actually been quite a useful player for them this season. They've found a way to use him properly. Yeah. And he is a good player. He's someone I'd love to see at Sunderland. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, and I think just, it's, it's, it, it, it's it is just, easy, isn't it, to, like, you know, like you say, it's expectation levels, and it is very easy to sort of start laughing at these kinds of players. You know, they're still... Miles great, better than anything we've got. Juan Mata coming right, off the let, bench. Let's just Juan do Mata. one game. Let's just do no, one game. I didn't mean to like undermine <laughs> the point that you were laughing at. Yes, you did, and we're going to move on. No way, okay. <laughs> right, back to the tea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We're going to talk about Hull. John Azell is on the phone now, and he's a whole city fan. It's been a while since we've did this on the Wiseman's Day pod, isn't it? I spoke, do spoke to. Oh, shut up! You know, you know that I do. You know that the slang comes out with the duns and slang. That's slang. the excuse, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, is that That's it? colloquial. Is that? Yeah. Do you want to carry on? Shall I sit back and you uh, sorry, take so, over? Yeah, yeah, take the mitt. Are you? Yeah, carry on. <laughs> no, go on, go on. No, I'm no, he's he's protest. Oh, he's have come out the front. It's a silent protest <laughs> from <laughs> now on. Yeah, but, but Johnny has been sucked yeah, into the uh, vortex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those awkward moments where someone's having an argument in a pub and you're like, ooh, yeah. that's what's happened. Anyway, and then think, start yeah. again, go on. Right, John, huge game. Yes. Huge game this week. Are you nervous for it? Um, I'm less nervous than I would have been about three weeks ago. We've, uh, we picked up a bit. We lost yesterday, badly. Um, but the six points we picked up against Villa um, and who did we play? Oh my God! I've just got <laughs> brain block, uh, QPR. So we've got we've got six points in the last two home games, uh, which were very good. So the pressure's off us a little bit. I mean, we were in the bottom three three weeks ago, and now we're we're out of it by four points. So yeah, it's a big game though. It's got one we're targeting to win, really. Are you confident? Yes, I'd say so. If, if Bruce picks the right team. Uh, he completely balls it up yesterday. <laughs> um, decided to play with no recognised strikers again away from home, which is always good. But he loves his strikers. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He keeps he buying does. them. <laughs> well, well you, you say he does, but he doesn't. Because actually, until we signed on Doy, he'd been signing wingers. So, right. <laughs> yeah, he keeps signing these wingers that thinks they're going to play behind a striker, which isn't really working. All right. But Sounds familiar. Is it, what, what, what's he with now? Because he was with 3 5 2 a lot now. Has he changed it again? No, we've got we're at three five two. Um, that's that's probably our most settled thing. The, what made it a bit strange this summer was that he did go out and sign wingers. He signed Snodgrass. He signed Tom Ince, um, and then he and then he got the uh, your friend from Newcastle. It was really good. No oh, Ben um, Arthur, yeah. <laughs> and what about Arthur, Ramirez yeah. as well? Yeah, Ramirez, yeah. Um, so they're all not you know, they're all wingers basically, and he keeps playing behind the front the front man, which is really odd. So. It's odd, really. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, um, yeah, many odd team selections yeah. we've witnessed. Uh, it was funny because uh, Steve Bruce used to sign all the strikers and then play them on the wing. <laughs> yeah, so, really. Yeah, that was his <laughs> thing at Sunderland. That was his thing at Sunderland. Yeah, so that's a bit uh, of a strange right. one. He's, he's reversed. He's, he's moved on. <laughs> yeah. He's progressed his uh, <laughs> yeah. managerial qualities to a different area. So maybe we'll have well, some like, yeah, well, He signed all the wingers. He signed all the wingers, and then and then after about three games, went back to three at the back and played with wing backs. Well, so, um, <clears throat> El Mohamed is obviously in there every week, mm. um, and we've got either Robbie Brady or Andy Robertson playing at left wing back. So all the wingers that he signed didn't get a game, and that's why they've gone on loan and stuff <laughs> like that. Really, oh. yeah. And yet, and yet, despite all of that, you have won those two games, like you say, and yeah. you keep beating us every time we play. Yeah. You. Why, why do you keep so, beating, Why do you keep beating us, John? What, what's the secret? 
you must be really bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, not far I think, from I think, off. <laughs> what you sing four, three in a row to Newcastle, four in a row, that's about mm, one, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's a weird parallel, actually. <laughs> yeah. it's bizarre. You must be due one, I think. So. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're, I mean, Boxing Day, what, we, we came to, didn't we? we conceded within a minute, and I thought, well, must be finishing now, and you still managed to lose that game. So, <laughs> yeah. good effort that Weird. was actually. I know. That, you know <laughs> even for Sunderland, that, yeah. that was some level of self-destruction. Yeah, that one, it was wasn't it? Pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Well, that, was, that was one of the games where he didn't play striker. So yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that he didn't. He didn't play one. It was it um, Ramirez and Aluko or someone Luka, in attack. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Luka, um, a, it's a real shame about Luka because he's a, he was a really good player. Um, basically, he's done his Achilles twice. Mm. Uh, Gareth Barry just completely did him. At the beginning of last season, he's never come back really. Yeah. That, so he, he won't be in Premier League for much longer, I don't think. I didn't realise it was point that bad for him. Obviously, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he, I mean, in the Championship when we went up promoted, he was the best player by a mile in that Championship, and that's when he first did his Achilles. Um, and he came back and looked good again. He scored a crack against Newcastle beginning of last year. Well, I remember that. And, yeah, and then Gareth Barry, like I say, just he, he's, a, he's a dirty bastard, isn't he? So, it's <laughs> <laughs> one way of putting it. So, he, he, yeah, so he just did him, and he's never come back from that, really, unfortunately. So, what do you expect your sort of lineup to be? Um, no I strikers would... again, or do you think you'd no, be Yelovich? No. Well, Yelovich has got a bad knee, yeah. and he's managing him through it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I didn't expect Jelovic to play yesterday, which is a, if Jelovic plays, I think we'll probably win. Because okay. when he's played this season, we've, we've been fantastic. Mm. Um, kind of, up front wide because I mean he, he's only had about 15 shots and scored 8 goals this year or something like that so yeah. um, without him we've, we're very impotent up front okay. uh, so I expect us to play with McGregor in goal uh, and then I expect the, the centre half probably to stay the same with McShane Bruce and Dawson because our captain Davis this year since we signed Dawson Curtis Davis who was superb last year is having an absolute nightmare. It's so funny he, yeah, that one, isn't it? Calls for him to be in England squad yeah. last season, wasn't it? It's, and I thought I thought he probably mm. deserved it last year, but yeah, he's yeah. been rubbish this year. It's weird. It's one of those things that happens with Bruce, I think, because when we had Michael Turner, there was a mm. lot of people like Turner for England, mm. like for six months, he kept and then it just though. fell apart. He kept getting injured, though, didn't he? And he struggled. Yeah. He well, that's another thing. Those, like yeah. what John's saying, you're hearing a lot. Like Jelovic is injured, Lugo's injured. I know, like that one's off the bat of a Barry challenge. But we always had a lot of injuries, didn't we? Oh, Bruce, yeah. Yeah. yeah, with him in charge. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I don't know whether he just doesn't take the fitness side of things. Like, uh, yeah. well, it wouldn't be, wouldn't <laughs> surprise you, would it? Aside in the but... image of himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, actually, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to say, like, when we played West Ham away and we got beat 3 0, and Rodney Marsh said on Twitter, said, like, it's all, the old side don't look fit. And I looked at him and thought, mm. you're right. I mean, they were blowing. I mean, Mailer, who's going to be the fittest guy, he can't play, but he's a fit guy. I mean, he was blowing, and I'm thinking, why are we, Why is that happening? Because mm. the, the, the previous two years, we did look quite fit. You know, we looked competitive all the time and I don't know whether Bruce he just became too pally with them or because we've just got a new assistant manager and that's where the upturning forms come from to be honest with Mike Phelan coming in mm. all right. and, and uh, I don't know if Bruce he just I don't know just doesn't have the authority with him it could be because we had when we had O'Neill he didn't have his usual assistant and it didn't work for him at no, all that was, and no. I, th I wonder whether some of these older school managers like English blokes more like you wonder how much of the guidance yeah, is an influence the need yeah, that, that right hand I mean, man Bruce, yeah. Bruce Bind Eric Black and everyone didn't he after Sunderland yeah, did, yeah. that's what I mean but didn't it, it didn't work back. at Sunderland did it no. like at the end so well, I wonder the whether the interesting thing is that Steve Agnew I know obviously location wise he 
he's based in the northeast but it's interesting that he left that job at Hull to go to the championship yeah I know, well, I know that Middlesbrough are definitely on the up but that was an interesting one and then also you know as an outside looking in when Phelan arrived I kind of thought well there's a ready-made replacement if Bruce does get canned do you know what I mean possibly yeah possibly um, I mean, yeah, the Agnew one, at the, that point we were struggling and it was like, is he, is he going to desert in a sinking ship, really? Um, it just came out of the blue. and it was. I mean, I, I don't know the reasons why. I don't think anyone really knows the reasons why, apart from what he's telling us in the, in the press, but I don't know. It's, it's a strange one. I mean, feeling, I wouldn't like him as our manager, really. But, I mean, I think Brooks is going to be quite safe because he, he's got a great relationship with our um, lovely Mr Chairman. Um, popular, uh, yeah, not popular. like the fans then. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah interesting. That's yeah. yeah. Don't guess, get me started on the name change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess he's got. I guess he's got to toe that line, hasn't he? Because if he wants the money to buy those players to play out of position, then he's got. <laughs> then he's got to. Uh, he's got to make sure that he's uh, sort of has, has that good relationship with them, hasn't he? Yeah, and I, and I think that saved him. I mean. After West Brom, I think just after was it just after Christmas in January, and we got beat, and we were we were bad that day. And I thought, what's the point in getting rid of him? Because unfortunately, Pulis had already gone to West Brom, and he's the only man that I thought if we were going to get rid of him at that point, we had to get Pulis in. Because if we get rid of him now, who's going to come in and mm. be able to do anything different? Well, if you did get rid of him, at least you've dodged the Sherwood bullet. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a stranger. That's popular. Yeah. He's a media darling, isn't he? He's done nothing. Well, you, you, Bruce is a bit of a media darling, though, because you were talking about his relationship with the chairman then, and, and obviously I thought he he played that situation very well with the media, where he didn't sort of alienate the fans and he didn't criticise the chairman. He managed to come out of that quite well. We know about how he plays the media regarding his dismissal up here. We'll not get into that. So <laughs> you, you, always feel that, um, you always feel he's going to do all right, don't you, because of that? Yeah. I mean... He actually, he actually managed it very well because there is a really st- strong feeling with a, num- a lot of hardcore Hull City fans about that issue. And if he'd have come out and supported it properly, his, his popularity would have waned quite a lot, really. Especially with kind of the away fans and that kind of group. So he had to do it because he couldn't really go and say, oh, I, I don't agree with the name change because his chairman, I mean, Asim Alam, he will sack him for doing something like that. He's that power hungry. He thinks he's God, so he had to handle it with kid gloves, really, which is what he did. So it kind of really said again yesterday. He did a press conference, um, and there's there's been a few rumours about the, the name change because they said they'd, they'd tell us the, the decision by the end of this month, uh, and then Asimov asked them not to announce it. Now, at first, everyone thought that was because he'd lost, which I was never convinced by. And there's rumours now that name change might be accepted, which would be an absolute disgrace. And Bruce, he says something like, oh, we've asked for it not to be mentioned because it you know, disrupted the club, this you know, important relegation battle, and let them have kind of... And he kind of he went to say kind of fan process, protests in the pre-season and stopped himself. Um, and a lot of people yesterday picked up on that and are panicking now. So it's mm. going to be a difficult one. I mean, if, I mean, I don't know if anything's going to come out in the next couple of days, but if it comes out, the name change is going to be accepted. I expect fireworks on Tuesday because <laughs> I think there'll be protests a lot. I have to, I have to ask. I know it's going back, and there's a Sunderland fan who can only dream of getting into Europe in some capacity, just to experience. <laughs> I know people deride the Europa League and all that, but mm. as a fan, you know, the, the, as a Sunderland fan, the cups and that sort of thing are the only real moments of, you know, excitement you can ever really get, apart from like the the yeah. drudgery of trying to survive in the Premier League. Hull got into Europe yeah. last season. We were very close, and then. I mean, how what was how did that go down? Because he, he didn't really play a very strong team in that in those in that game, no. did he? And how how no. was it? An absolute, did people feel as though that was a missed opportunity? You know, people say that the Europa League team struggle in the league, but would you? I mean, you're struggling in the league anyway. So would you rather have had a go at the Europa League and struggled in the league, or in hindsight, if it meant that you weren't in the Europa League, you could sort of finish mid-table? What what would you have rather done? I mean, we've never, we're probably never going to get there ever again, realistically. <laughs> um, you know, and it kind of, it, it kind of set the tone for the whole season. It was, it was just a bit unorganised. I mean, we went to these, we nearly got knocked out in the first qualifying round. We nearly scored five minutes to go, and we should be, we should have been beating the teams that that we played. 
and he just played a weakened team thinking we could get through and he, he made a comment about how we have to play a weakened team because we've got Stoke on the Saturday and we got a point from that and he said well we wouldn't have got a point from Stoke if we're going to play the weakened team well thanks very much for that I really appreciate that point <laughs> I mean realistically I mean we were I didn't go to any of the away European games, but we were all thinking, right, get into Europa League proper, then we'll plan where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And it was our big chance. I mean, when we got in it, I mean, it was just mind-blowing for, for me. I mean, I've been watching them since they were division, bottom of Division 4. <laughs> and suddenly to be in Europe was just a different world. So I'd have liked him to have a, had a go, and he, he just he balls it up, really. <laughs> so it's such a... It's like sort of... The empathy that I've got for that situation, it's so, like, you know, we got to the... The semi-final of the, funnily enough, the, the cup, the Capital One Cup finals today. But yeah. um, you know, we got there, and it gave you like lifelong memories. And just to think, you know, there's no reason why Hull might might have got a you know a decent tie away yeah. somewhere and got a, got yeah. a result. It, it wouldn't have been unfeasible, and you would have you know you might have got knocked out in the quarterfinals of Europa League or something. I don't think that's unfeasible to oh. say Hull could have got there because the competition tends to doesn't get as strong until that point. But you, you know, you might have gone away and had a, a fantastic memory to come away with. You know, remember when we saw Hull, and, and now it's it, we talk about it all the time. This well, modern, a, this Premier League yeah. sort of idea, and this modern. I mean, everyone wants to be in the Premier League. It's, it is good in some respects, but at what point are you just treading you know water. treading water? You know, <laughs> well, we suddenly have been treading water for eight oh, seasons yeah. in the Premier League, and it, it, it yeah. just gets tiresome. You and get a lot of existential angst from it, I think, because you just like. Okay, even if we started finishing tenth comfortably every season, a bit like Newcastle. Well, <laughs> ironically, we'll not go into that. Yeah. But it, like Newcastle is sort of come and Stoke are kind of that middle of the road sort of, or even Swansea. Mm. Well, Stoke had the, the quarterfinals mm. against Valencia, and he played a week t- a week inside. Well, was that Swansea? Was it Stoke? Oh, Stoke, sorry, Stoke. Yeah, Stoke went uh, Valencia uh, and played it. That's a, right. Yeah. Swansea beat like, Valencia yeah. in the Mestalla, and that like you talk about memories. You know that those whether they get relegated to the bottom tier. That's the kind of thing you take. You yeah. tell your kids like you about say, that. I mean, what is, like both Hull and Swansea, you look at fixtures. I mean, I did a bit for a website about eighteen months ago, and I remember looking at Hull and Swansea because was comparing. The, it was Swansea got when Swansea got the cup final, and I was saying Swansea on this day. I think in the same day I wrote it, they were something like I think they lost a game and they were bottom of the bottom of the fourth division, like you said, like yeah. when we, when Sunderland were beaten Bradford because they played Bradford in the cup final. <laughs> Suddenly, we're beating Bradford that day in the championship to, to, in their promotion fight or something like that, or maybe it was in the Premier League. I can't remember, but the fact that in that time Swansea have eclipsed Sunderland and and Hull are on a level with Sunderland now, um, it, it's just incredible and it just yeah, the rise has been unbelievable. Yeah, and that, that's it. it's a great story, and you just think. You know what? What an opportunity that was mm-hmm. to, to get into Europe and just chuck it away like that. Yeah. Just... I am, I mean, we we talk about you know. Can you imagine if Inter Milan had come here? Yeah, you know, uh, in the city, causing causing havoc and that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I know mean, what you mean. City you know, culture, I mean, I, city culture. Not yeah, well, <laughs> city culture. But can you imagine just like thousands of Italians just descending on the hole? That would be fantastic. Football, nice. Fantastic. You know, we could have gone, you know, to some of these bigger grounds in Europe, and it's just out of this world for us to have got there and just kind of. You know how, how much Bruce went on about how it was brilliant that we'd got there, mm. and then he let a week and team, and all of a sudden we're out. We're already on a downer, and we, we don't really pick up in the league, and it's not done as any good at all. Really. Yeah. So it's, it's a real shame. A Sunderland, back to the to the game. A, a, a whole like Sunderland, um, John, where this they lose the games you expect to win. Like almost there, you said you you questioning Bruce a little bit. You've won a couple of games. Mm. Now you would expect to go into this game and win it. And you know Sunderland normally lose these games. To be fair, just when you think they're starting to put a run together, a hole like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this season it, we started off and we actually played really well for for the first quarter of the season, and but kept drawing games where we should have won. We've let in a lot of late goals this year, and then we got key injuries to like the Yelovich again and the Army, and we, we dropped off a, a lot. And we just like you say, last two were home games, we, we won them both. And people started saying, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's great. But, I mean, we've got a hard run in. And we went to Stoke and I thought, I didn't expect us to win at Stoke anyway. And I saw the team and thought, well, that's destined to be one nil defeat. I mean, you just hmm. knew Peter Gouch was going to come on and score. Um, so, I mean, this is, it's made it a really important game again. And every time we kind of, we take one step back and yeah. Yeah, one step forward. We know, that feeling, so we know that feeling very all, well. Everything yeah. you've just said, all the draws, <laughs> yeah. um, the sort yeah. of... 
Well, like, remember, we, feels like sun before, season. <laughs> before you beat us 3-1 on Boxing Day, the, our, the game before we went to Newcastle and won, so we were all thinking, right, Hull at home on Boxing Day, that, come on, you've got to win that one. The team yeah. came out, you saw midfield of Myler and Stephen Quinn, and you were thinking, right, rubbing your hands, 1-0 up after a minute, goal going as expected, and then... Sunderland, typical Sunderland, turn up and do mm. do what they do best, and with, a, with the help of the implode. referee, I might, I might mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a penalty. But no, in, fa- in <laughs> fairness, both, though, both of them. Yeah, but in fairness, even aside from the refereeing, Hull were the dominant team oh, on the yeah. day. Second, second half, know? we just didn't, we just didn't just turn completely up, yeah. imploded. Mm. And mm. my fear is going into this game because we've got this weird psychological sort of nag going on. I can't think of a better word for it. Like it's always at the back of your mind that you're going to hull us again, yeah. whatever that is. Like yeah. whatever it is you're doing, you got bruised. It worked. Yeah, we've, we've been bruised. <laughs> well, I mean, what, I mean, I mean, you put it. I mean, you played a weekend team in that FA Cup quarter final last year. I mm. couldn't believe the team you were putting out. I mean, you basically just went. You, you, I mean, it was fifty-fifty that game, and then they looked at the team and thought, well, "We've got a chance here." I mean, I mean, yeah. you, you, happened there. I mean, you, it's not. Doing really good, is he? <laughs> you just mentioned there, Craig, the fear, the psychological fear about going the game. It's almost like the bogey side thing, isn't it? But do you think, because we're going to hear from Gus just now on this, do you not think it helps that the game so comes, it's came around so quickly after the Man United game that you haven't got almost, you haven't got time to dwell on it? Maybe, but I just. Well, hey, let's. Yeah, well, yeah, well, let's, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I asked Gus that question. It's a bit of a cliche, Gus, but. Do you prefer the fact that the whole game's coming up rather than a week of training? Because yes. you always say that you would rather yes. play against straight away, wouldn't you? Yes, because uh, it's time. You know, I'm, I'm very honest. And now there is nothing that we can try to analyse or try to improve. It's about winning the next two games somehow. Uh, let's stop talking about passing or identity or shapes. And let's make sure we win so there is no more excuses. Yeah. That's what I was getting at, Craig. That's what I was driving at there. You, you almost, you almost feel like there isn't time to dwell on it. There isn't time to think about it now. It's like too, this is a game we feel like well, we certainly can't lose, but we would like to win. And it's it's come around quickly though. There is definitely something in that because at times you do think Gus has overthought stuff this season. There's been moments where he's he's sort of fiddled on with the side and like you know I'm I'm all for like well thought out tactics and stuff, but. You can maybe overthink it for players who aren't capable of thinking on that level or whatever. So maybe and there's an, an like an instinctive response where you just go out and play the game, and it might it might help them. But on the flip side, it's Hull, and we do just have this continual habit of. I can't get law of averages. But then you would say that about we, the derby as well, no, wouldn't no, you? No, we don't we, want to think that, do you? We turned around again. We turned around against Everton. Got a couple of wins back to back after them. After that them. went on for <laughs> years. Never yeah, mind four games. Yeah, ten years of True. hell. <laughs> <laughs> Seven goals were conceded that time. Oh, I, know, I know. All right, John, give us a give us a prediction for the game. Hmm. Um, if Jelovic plays, I think we'll we'll win two two nil two one. If Jelovic doesn't play, could be a draw. I just think I think we've got a result in us because I think we're at home and we're, we're quite confident there. So yeah, I think I think a win if Jelovic plays. Craig, probably one-one draw. Uh, sort of that. That's maybe not optimistic. I'm afraid just because yeah. of the fixture, like yeah. doesn't inspire me with any confidence. I'm going to say Sunderland win purely because I can't bear the thought of <laughs> dwelling over another defeat to Hull and, and Steve Bruce and in Steve particular, Bruce in particular for, for, yeah. for 10 days until he inevitably and then say and then say, the opportunity and then say something up. like you know well some people might think I didn't do a bad job there after all or something yeah. like yeah. he's going to come out and say <laughs> yeah, he will. He's, got real, he's got a real issue hasn't he it's oh, he's got a, <laughs> yeah. problems he needs to see somebody I was going to say he's got a bee in his bonnet but he looks yeah, like he's been stung by it several right. times yeah he does right. no, that's getting a bit personal <laughs> now we're just getting a bit personal <laughs> yeah. abuse towards Bruce now yeah. it's never a good thing really we actually did have some good time for his money he does first half was great on him to be fair it was. I'm gonna. I can't be more optimistic than a draw, either. Right. When we come back, we're gonna do question of the week because we have tickets for Aston Villa to give away. Hooray! Question of the week is back, and we have Aston Villa tickets to give away, and we mm. do need you all there because that could be a, a huge game, really. Stephen, they're creating feedback by not having his earphones on. 
I know. I was just yeah, yeah you as well, Craig. Craig. I, know. I wasn't creating any food. Sitting there like butter wouldn't melt. I was just uh, <laughs> looking at the Man City score. <laughs> what is the Man City it's score? It's nil nil. It's nothing oh, to get excited yeah, about. No, no, it's rubbish. Sounds, sounds like it's just bog standard. Seven, it? seven nil, minutes yeah, in. Yeah. Seven minutes in. Give it. Give it time. Okay. Give it time. Sounds like a negative game to me. Seven minutes in with the players available, they should be scoring loads of goals. I think Jekyll's done a header or something. How so, many you know, strikers are playing? How many kids Two are in? Well, <laughs> Dave no just, kids. Dave just tell me well, this so, because I, listeners will know the result of this game. Yeah, this is. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we've lost the plot again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to finish on question eight then. We need everybody at that Villa game, to be fair, don't we? Cause yeah, it yeah. Be, it could be huge. Again, tickets courtesy of uh, the lovely people at Sunderland Football Club. Very nice of them to give us the opportunity to give two tickets away with a silly prize. And the question this week was Sherwood-based. Um, <laughs> his ratio took a hit, didn't it? Oh, he yeah. One, one game. I, have you noticed when he talks about... What, his win ratio? He, he says, I. He doesn't say we. Oh, he yeah. goes, well, I've, I've played one game and I've scored one goal. It's Which is in any way good ratio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's now it's now halved because he didn't score in, in their pre, in their following game. He's so great, isn't he? He's, he's amazing. I, I love he? that they've literally just. Oh, well, and we'll not be laughing when he's other people get us. punch in the air. He'll be flinging his jelly out. Exactly, aye. They'll come in and do us three 0 or something. Yeah, <laughs> but and if that is ratio. <laughs> yeah. He was like great ratio. <laughs> Mate. Great, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so the the question was based around the, the gilets mentioned by. The lovely Craig Clark. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tim Sherwood tries to channel the power of the Gila in order to get positive results. If you could add an, an item of clothing to a player or Sunderland manager, Gus Poyet, what would it be um, to try and help us out? And we had some excellent answers as the best question of the week we might have ever had mm. answers-wise. So well, I've got quite a few. I'd like to say that the snood answers, which <laughs> are about 15 of them, have all been turfed. So because he wore it he yesterday. He wore it yesterday, yeah. No, so, I did. So I, that's yeah. gone. He was snooded up, like. Mm. So here we go, good, then. Good effort, so nonetheless. Yeah. Craig, listen out, because you'll have to help us judge oh, yeah. the winner. So we've got Algie, Hed Algie Henderson, says uh, spats and a violin case. Um, Michael Stelling. <laughs> What's that, don't I, 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 I don't well, know. Well, Spats in the violin clear. I think it's like some sort of gangster, maybe, <laughs> like Desperado. Uh, I'm I'm a a bit bit the irony is, he put spats and a violin case Clearly, Cle or clearly, yeah, yeah, which clearly don't I don't understand what <laughs> yeah, that means. Yeah. So we'll continue. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm afraid that one listeners. might not be my <laughs> yeah. winner. Uh, Michael Michael Stelling says um, Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. Give it to whoever so we can score some mysterious goals. <laughs> Mark Whitelaw a balaclava to see if we can steal a point of three. Um, Life of Grimes says he needs a trilby like the legend that is Bob Stogo. Hats are very in these days. Kevin Bell says if Fletcher could don a device allowing me to give him an electric shock whenever he does a superfluous back heel, I could get on board with that. Uh, Keith <laughs> Robertson says I want to see Gus wear a huge form hand so when Gomez gives a ball away he can slap his breasts off. Um, Gary Jerry says a Fergie time watch, good for those close nil-nil stalemates. Bread just says Mankini. <laughs> Daz. <laughs> Says uh, all any player needs is Lee Catamore style shorts. Problem sorted. Pull them read up. Michael Paul says, "How about this dress? Everybody's talking about that. I've got no opinion on. Takes the heat off this weekend. Inevitable to another dress-based one." Adam Ross has said that effing dress. Everyone is talking on about. So every t everyone could see it's blue and black, and people will shut up about it. Uh, Rory Fallow. Rory Fallow says Nyron's trilby from when we won the league at Luton in 2007. Uh, John Ridley says make Poyet wear a baseball cap to mug off Tony Pulis a tea will think Pulis is boss and he'll put a shift in David Burke says Defoe gets Man Madonna's cape <laughs> for an eye-catching fall in the box that not even Kevin Friend could turn down for a penalty I like Nice. One. I was Ali, hoping a Madonna yeah. cape would come up yeah. Ali Buchanan says I reckon a two-way could be the key to restoring Fletcher's confidence <laughs> <laughs> what a two-way <laughs> he's, he's got hair yeah, regrowth though that's not working we, we, we talk about this all the time we can't go there again Steve Waggett says um, the strip they wore against the mags make them take it home and wash it themselves when they wear it the world beaters uh, fish face fid says Nana Whoa. Quinn's disco pants might help him realise the times were actually quite good uh, Mark says a cattle prod for Gomez uh, <laughs> Chris Gomez. Dixon says get Gomez to wear his short cat style might get him working a bit harder GSDFTM04 says has to be Josie Altador mask surely channelling the energy of Big Josma uh, <laughs> David Parker says a laser pen for Larson so he doesn't point and shout so much David Parker again <laughs> Said uh, in a suit of armour for Wickham, so he might dare challenge for a header and a pacemaker for Gomez. 
Uh, Daniel <laughs> Shellard says, Winkle pickers to get right up there when kicking Wickham up the arse. And <laughs> Jack McBride says, a Technicolor overcoat. So what well, a For great... no reason, just, just a Technicolor. Yeah, no one's going to wear it either. We're yeah. just going to have one. So well, what do you like, think about that? One? It's a very good answer. I like the, I like the Catamount shorts one always, just because that's a good thing. I think my personal favourite was simply Mankini. Uh, Mankini's quite good. I quite like the. Ma- <laughs> I like the Madonna. Ma- one. Ma- Ma- for me, it's a choice between David Burke's Madonna and Ali Buchanan's Toupee. I like ma- the Madonna one because it's cre- it was creative. Cre- and it's, uh, I think the most current, creative is current. the one that leaves it open to your imagination. Mankini <laughs> <laughs> could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> well. It could, well, I it don't want to know if I want to imagine yeah. it, but I'm going with Mankini. Well, I'm going for the, um, <laughs> the Madonna one. Madonna. For yeah, yeah, Madonna's the real winner. But so, Mankini's a special mention. So, Manke- well, we'll do a top three just in case. Because <laughs> yeah. he must, if she, because okay, remember, yeah. to win this, you've got to get in touch, touch with, with us. us. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, first place, Madonna, David Bird yeah. with the Madonna cape. Second place. Mankini's really a bit of a joke. I just think it's hilarious because it's yeah, just written just, one yeah. word. It's yeah. not really a. a what are the catamole ones? Was no, the there was another. No. another there was a couple of catamole shorts. The dress a, ones were good as well, but there was the, two of them. The so. first dress one was my personal favourite, I think. The wording of it was better. Did you I like that one. So, I go for. That was my personal favourite on that topic. I thought the foam hands one was quite good. I felt feel sorry for, for Gomez. Gomez yeah, let's, like, not bully, yeah. let's not bully people. <laughs> well, let's. Well, we'll go for top top two. We'll well well top three. We'll say David Burke first, Mankini second. <laughs> Can't and, be um, second. No, let right, Craig's favourite go second. All, all right, and then and we'll put uh, Mankini Mankini third. third. It, sh- it shouldn't get that far down all three anyway. <laughs> so who was the who was the first? Um, who was the first? Third the Wingle Pickers one was quite funny. Oh, sorry, I will No, because we shouldn't really like be. Digging out the players all the time. No, but fair. it's funny because it's a winkle pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Michael Paul's dress. So Michael Paul's dress second, David Burke first, and uh, Mankini third. And Mankini's your wild <laughs> so, card, isn't it? Yeah. So, so basically, if you want to win yeah. any of these, just it, put one random word yeah. in. You've got a good show. So, um, yeah, so David Burke, you've won two tickets to the um, Aston Villa game. Get in touch with us. Or don't if you'd prefer not to You've go. got plenty of time to get in touch <laughs> as well because there's no show next week because uh, it's international break. Which we only discovered yesterday. Uh, yeah, so... I thought it was like a cup final or something or a cup weekend. I, d- I couldn't uh, understand what was going on. International break, so... I, until yesterday, we thought we were playing Villa this Saturday, both of us. I thought yeah. we were just having a week <laughs> yeah. off for the FA yeah. Cup. So yes, so we'll be back um, within the light. Well, I won't be in the light on Thursday. No, you um, but I'll be back the following well. week, and then um, yes, we'll be back with Wiseman say a week today, tomorrow, whenever it is. Okay. okay. Well, I think we've we went over the uh, the limit we were supposed to be in the studio for anyway. We? So we best uh, we Get best out. do one. Yeah. Scott, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Over now. Drop.